You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. I am your host, Brady Trantham. I'm your only host tonight. Um, Madison was feeling a little under the weather, a um, little tired. It's been a long weekend for all of us. And so I just decided that she'd be better suited to uh, go home, get some rest, because tomorrow her and I will be going to the Oklahoma City uh, Blues uh, Media Day, go talk to Deontay Burton for something I got um, cooking up. And then we have Thunder practice right afterwards, and I'm also talking to Hamadou Diallo. Try to get down, um, try to get to the bottom of uh, why exactly he <laughs> missed a walkthrough, which caused him to miss tonight's game against the Phoenix Suns. But I- I'm sure he'll have a ton, and I'm t- a ton to tell me, and I'm sure the Thunder will enjoy me asking about it. But again, that's going to be a lot of work for us. So I, again, I thought Madison would just be better suited to take the night off. So you're stuck with me. <laughs> um, I actually on Twitter, I think I said that I was going to have a special guest on tonight. It was going to be uh, Mr. Jerry Ramsey, but just out of off of a miscommunication, <laughs> he wasn't able to come to the station tonight to record. So once again, like I said, you are stuck with me, which is perfectly fine because I'm pretty sure most Thunder fans are just going to enjoy the fact that the Thunder finally picked up their first win of the 2018-19 season tonight with a 117-110 win over the Phoenix Suns. And all things considered, it was fairly it was fairly impressive. Now, the Suns were without Devin Booker, so that goes with, that goes without saying. The, the Suns certainly missed him. The Suns were pretty abysmal from the floor all throughout. But having said that, the Thunder's defense had a lot to say about it. Um, it was kind of a weird it was a weird game overall to begin with because at least from the Thunder's end, uh, Billy Donovan said uh, in the post game he found out about Stephen Adams's uh, status. 42 minutes before tip-off, the media and the rest of the world found out roughly two minutes before tip-off that Nerlens Noel was going to get the start and Steven Adams uh, was going to miss, at least not start the game uh, with some calf soreness and that his status would would, uh, would have been updated during the game. And it just, that update never came. At least I never saw it. It might have come and, they, and it said that Adams was just shut down for the game. Um, I never saw it personally, but uh, the Thunder really didn't need him. Nerlens Noel was a force tonight. I mean, he's going up against the uh, last June's number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton from the Suns and completely shut him down. I think Ayton finished with 16 points, 11 rebounds in 32 minutes and was pretty much a non-factor except for the opening two minutes or so when he had when he got a few quick buckets. But Noel's defense, man, I mean, th- this is what I've been talking about in the preseason, uh, going back to the offseason when the Thunder originally br- brought him in on a minimum deal. Um, I-, I thought that it had the chance to be um, what the P.J. Tucker signing was for the Houston Rockets last year um, in terms of how that signing really took Houston to a different level in terms of physicality, in terms of the way that they were able to defend multiple lineups with P.J. Tucker at the five. I think Noel just gives the Thunder a lot of versatility defensively, and I think that um, when he gets more minutes, he's just such an effective player and he does so many good things, um, whether it's extending possessions, getting rebounds, uh, setting good screens. Um, He's definitely not super versatile as an offensive player because he can't really stretch the floor, but he can just do so much. He's kind of like Hamadou Diallo in that he just makes good things happen when he's on the floor. 
And tonight he he got his first chance. Uh, he finishes with 20 points and 15 rebounds, which I, and I looked this up on Basketball Reference kind of quickly, um, basketballreference.com that is. And if I my research is correct, which <laughs> there have been times where it hasn't been correct, so I apologize if it isn't, but I'm fairly sure tonight was Nerlens Noel's first 2015 game of his career, going back to when he was drafted in the 2014-2015 season. Um, pretty pretty dang impressive. I think he's played over 279 games now. Um, missed a lot of time due to injury, and you know, just being on some teams that are deciding that they want to tank. They don't want to put out their full um, roster talent. He kind of had a bad go around in Dallas, but this is what Nerlens Noel can bring you when he's motivated, and he's certainly motivated to play for this team. He said he said as much dur- um, during training camp. He really enjoys that this franchise is about winning. He kind of threw Philadelphia and Dallas under the bus in, in a quote. I can't really exactly remember the quote. Um, something about it's nice to finally play for a team that cares about winning. <laughs> kind of threw Philly and Dallas under the bus there, but yes, this was Nerlens Noel's best game as a member of the Thunder, um, no question, and probably one of the best games he's played in a while and in the locker room he said as much he said that it was the the most fun the funnest game that he's ever played and it looked like it I mean his defense his hands were extremely quick he was getting into passing lanes just knocking balls out of guys hands uh forcing turnovers I think he finished with he had four steals like at halftime I don't know if he finished with uh, four steals or if he got another one in the second half and I didn't get a chance to check but uh, his four steals um, resulted in some other steals with Alex Abrinas, with Paul George, Russell Westbrook. I think the Thunder finished with 12 steals in the first half, which per the Thunder was a uh, franchise record for a half in terms of steals. So it was just a really good defensive effort for the Thunder for the first three quarter, almost four quarters of, of play. Like the last four or five minutes of the game, the Suns kind of got hot. Um, the Thunder put out some bench reserves. I mean, Timote Luau-Cabarro got his first go tonight. Um, Abdul Nader got his first go tonight. Uh, Deontay Burton played some minutes. Hamadou Diallo, like I said at the beginning of the show, wasn't able to play tonight because he simply missed walkthrough. <laughs> so just, uh, I guess, uh, what you can chalk it up to a rookie mistake, but I'm sure we'll get some clarification tomorrow at practice. But again, overall, it was the best the Thunder have looked. Um, they've had moments where they've put together maybe a good quarter here, a good half here, maybe even three quarters of good play like in Golden State, but they have yet to put together a complete game. Now, Billy Donovan said in the post game that he thought that the game ending up in a seven-point uh, victory was, in his words, disturbing. And I, I can kind of agree with him because this team has shown, um, just shown kind of a theme of giving up big leads. I mean, look no further than the Boston game the other other night on Thursday where they have a 16-point lead and then Boston just gets hot from the three-point line. They drop 40 points in the quarter and the Thunder all of a sudden forced into a situation um, where they have to be pretty precise and perfect on every possession in the fourth quarter and unfortunately for them they weren't resulting in a loss in a game that they very well could have won. So I, I completely understand where Billy Donovan's coming from in terms of focusing on the final few minutes of the game in a game where the Thunder completely dominated um, almost from start to finish. But again, like I said, the defense was there. Uh, I mentioned Alex Brinas already. Um, his shot ne- wasn't necessarily following uh, falling for the, for the most part of the game, uh, but he was extremely active on defense. He's finally starting to understand how to use his length and how to use his arms. I mean, he, I think I don't. I don't know how many steals he finished with. I could check right now, but I've got a f- bunch of in- bunch of windows open right now. And since it's just me tonight, I don't really want to screw anything up. So, 
Um, I don't I don't exactly know how many steals he ended up with, but it seemed like in the first half he was responsible for four or five turnovers on the Phoenix Suns. So just a really good, really good performance from Alex Marinas. And and quite frankly, he's a different player than what I've seen in his first two years with the Thunder this season. Um, just really active on defense. And Alex Abrinas of old, if his shot wasn't falling, he probably wasn't going to do that much on defense. But it seems like last season, going back to uh, that Game 5 comeback where the Thunder um, came back from 25 points down, um, when Billy Donovan basically asked Alex Abrinas or begged him to please try and slow down Donovan Mitchell, Alex, Alex Abrinas turned a corner defensively, and he's continued that momentum into the offseason, into training camp, into preseason and now you're seeing it in the regular season. So this is a very good sign for the Thunder. Um, Alex Brinas certainly, um, if his shot isn't going to fall, you need to depend on him to at least get turnovers, um, create havoc in passing lanes, and he certainly did that tonight. Now, again, this is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they're now 1-5 and five on the year. Um, they were without their best player in Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton certainly has a lot of potential. Um, there are some nice players on the Suns roster. Jamal Crawford, the recent signing, Trevor Ariza, you know, there is some talent on this team, but um, not <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, considering that the last show I kind of said that this team reminded me a lot of last year's team. I mean, I guess you could say that this was this was a good win. This was a team that um, struggled to beat teams like this last year, especially Phoenix. It seems like Phoenix has had Oklahoma City's number the last few years, especially since Kevin Durant has left uh, the Thunder. Um, now having said all that, I I tried to ask Billy a question, but he kind of scurried away a little bit. But just personally, I did like that the Thunder won this game by not basically shooting the lights out from beyond the arc. Now, they shot 50% from the floor, and the majority of their shots were really good shots. They were shots that you want them to take. They were shots from players that you want to take those shots. Paul George continues his little upward swing in terms of his efficiency from the floor, had a really good night, finished with 23 points. Uh, Russell Westbrook started 0 for 4, and going back to the Boston game, I guess uh, 0 for 11 in the second half, in the fourth quarter, and in the first quarter, first two quarters of the um, um, the Phoenix game tonight, um, just fairly outstanding from then on out. I think he finished with 20 points, seven seven rebounds, seven, um, seven assists, or at least that was his line at the half. See, again, I don't have all the stat lines. I should have wrote them down. I have everything else written down except for those. Um, But I was fairly impressed with the way Russell was able to play under control. I was fairly impressed with the way he wasn't trying to force the issue. He didn't take a three-point shot. Um, Played very well considering that he started off pretty abysmal and didn't score his first field goal until, what the, let me see. I think I actually wrote that down. The... um, yeah, the first field goal of the evening uh, at the 320 mark of the second quarter to put Oklahoma City up 55-36. to 36. He had gotten to the free throw line a handful of times and got some points that way, but he hadn't hit a shot until that point, so kudos to Russ. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying, just a lot of good shooting. Um, but my original point, I think the Thunder ended up shooting another – it was another bad shooting night from the three-point line. And I've been kind of worried that their first win might come on a night where guys like Jeremy Grant or guys like Russ, even Russell Westbrook are just shooting lights out from the three-point line, which is going to be good for that evening. That's going to be awesome for that night in that game. It's probably going to result in a win, but that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable that Russell hits four of six three-pointers. It's not sustainable that Jeremy Grant takes five three-pointers and hits three or four of them. 
That's great for that evening. But the Thunder didn't win that way, so I know Billy Dominic again wants to focus on the final few minutes and how the lead dwindled down to seven points. But I'm going to instead focus on the Thunder won this game through defense and through um, hitting open shots that they want to take. They weren't forcing the issue from the three-point line. I think they took 28, which is around the number that they want to take, maybe a little bit less. But they just weren't falling, so they didn't have to really even attempt it. And they had perpetually like an 18-, 20-point lead for most of the second half, so they didn't really try to shoot themselves out of a um, a lead. Um, Yeah, so... I guess that's what I'll just focus on. <laughs> they basically didn't shoot lights out from the three-point line, and I, I'm just going to look at it that way. Um, but, yeah, I'll go one more time on Nerland Noel. Just completely, completely, completely outstanding tonight. I mean, everybody – I mean, you you would probably know that just by watching the game. This guy certainly needs more minutes. Now, it's going to be difficult, of course, since he's Stephen Adams' backup and you want Stephen Adams on the floor as much as possible. Um, we will probably get an update on Stephen Adams' uh, status tomorrow at practice with Billy Donovan. Um, I'm going to hope I'm going to hopefully assume that he this isn't going to be a serious issue or a nagging issue because like Billy told us in the uh, 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 post game press conference, he found out about this 42 minutes before tip. So it's something that just kind of flared up all of a sudden. And maybe with the way the the game was going early on, the way Nerlens Noel was playing, uh, maybe they just decided I ah, just shut him down. So again, we will find out the extent of the. Um, calf soreness or whatever the thunder decided to call it tomorrow um yeah just so just stay tuned on the franchiseok.com i'm sure i'll write some a quick little something up put it on the uh, website for everybody to check out um the other things that were very impressive to me tonight were the combined efforts of jeremy grant and patrick patterson jeremy grant again got the starts uh billy Donovan continues to call the uh, starting of jeremy grant just basically from a result of matchups I think that's kind of his way of not trying to throw Patrick Patterson under the bus because Patterson, and I thought this when Paul George and Jeremy Grant initially signed their extensions with Oklahoma City back in July, and I kind of came around to the idea of Patterson starting. I think on one of our first podcasts, I think I said, yeah, it kind of makes sense for Patterson to start because on paper he shoots, he spreads the floor a little bit better than Jeremy, blah, 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 so I can kind of get it, but my initial reaction back in July was start Jeremy Grant. It gives you so much versatility on defense and it gives you another slasher on offense. And he has shown the capability to knock down a wide open three pointer from three pointer from the corner, which he did tonight. I think he was one of two. That's perfect for Jeremy. Don't, unless you're super open, don't be taking four or five, six, three pointers (laughs) unless you're just feeling it that night. But it was a perfect game for, for Jeremy Grant and a great game from Patrick Patterson who, Ever since that end of that third quarter where he knocked down a three-pointer against Boston after not hitting a ton of his shots in that game, it's like he's also, like, Alex Brandes turned a corner defensively. Patrick Patterson all of a sudden turned a corner offensively, um, shooting from the floor. Um, He hit a three-pointer at the end of the third quarter against Boston, hit another three-pointer in the fourth quarter, and then hit some silly trash fadeaway um, in the paint (laughs) when, um, when the shot clock was expiring. And then ever since then, he's been relatively on fire. He misses his first shot of the night a three-pointer, gets the rebounds, and launches once again, and it's and it went in, stayed true. And let's see, the uh, combined efforts of Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson, they finished with 31 points on 10 of 19 shooting. And if the Thunder can consistently get some, uh, some uh, productivity out of those two combined on a, night to, on a game-to-game basis, 
the Thunder are going to win quite a few games because it's always been either the, the two-guard question or the power forward question. And if Patterson can continue this level of shooting, it's going to be it's going to pay dividends for the Thunder. If Jeremy Grant, who's been playing fairly well, but it's been kind of overshadowed by him taking a few more three-pointers than probably Billy Donovan wants to see and missing the majority of them. I mean, the team has been, I mean, not to throw Jeremy under the bus, the team has been shooting pretty terribly. Obviously, the, the worst free-throw shooting team, worst three-point shooting team, worst field goal shooting team in the NBA. Um, just a lot of bad shooting, <laughs> basically. Um yeah, but again, tonight, Nerlens Noel, Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson uh, played outstanding, and it overshadowed Paul George, like I said, continuing his um, upward swing in terms of his efficiency, 23 points, um, hit a half-court shot. I think it's the first time I've seen Paul George hit a half-court shot or end of the buzzer, end of the quarter uh, shot, especially since he's been with the Thunder. If I'm, I might be missing one, so I apologize to Thunder fans. It is fair. It is kind of late. It's almost 11 o'clock, and I've got to wake up at 6.45 to get ready for Blue Media Day, so yay! <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do we have here in the notes? Um, kind of kind of just a thought bubble. And I talked to Billy Donovan about this uh, at practice last week after the scrum, and and I've probably mentioned it on the podcast with Madison a few times, so if I'm, <laughs> if I'm beating a dead horse, I, I'm sorry. But I'm fairly... I'm fairly um, intrigued about the possibility of New Orleans Noel um, playing a lot of power forward with Steven Adams. And tonight is an example of that. Um, Adams gives you something defensively that New Orleans Noel doesn't give you. He gives you a little bit more of a, um, a physical presence, a little bit more toughness. Now, that's not to say New Orleans isn't physical in his own right. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, seven foot one, just a huge mammoth of a human being. And Nerlens went toe to toe with him. Now, of course, Nerlens has a few years of NBA experience over the rookie. So there's going to be a little bit of an advantage in that sense. But um, Steven is still a physical presence that Nerlens Noel does not have. Um, but I think the two of them can really work well off of each other. It's going to be kind of a problem in terms of, you know, your offense is going to be predicated on um, trying to hit outside shots with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, or Dennis Schroeder, if those are the three guys that are on the floor with those two. Um, it's it's going to depend on hitting outside shots and basically trying to get lobs to fall. Um, but in talking to Billy about it, he he kind of he kind of, he agreed and understood like the intrigue in a lineup with Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel. Um, but he basically said, you know, it's going to be a matchup thing. Like I'm sure that they will. Um, sprinkle it in here and there, and he said that they have been practicing with that lineup um, here and there during um, their practices um, since the season has started. So, you know, maybe maybe tonight will be just an example of Nerlens Noel basically forcing Billy's hand and that he needs to play more because, like I said, he makes really good things happen. He makes a lot of positive plays, uh, rebounded rebounded well, tip balls out to um, um, Russell, tip balls out to Paul George, um, had quick hands on defense, just very <laughs> very just he looked like a lottery pick he he, he looked that was, that's the best Nerlens Noel game that I've seen since oh man I, I can't remember who it was against it was when he when he was playing with Philadelphia and he had uh, I think he had a 28.9 rebound game I think it was against the Utah Jazz but I'm not sure I wish I wish I had looked that up and remembered but um oh Russell Westbrook must be happy he just posted a picture of uh him and Paul George celebrating after the half-court shot that Paul hit at the end of the third quarter. I think it was at the end of the third quarter. 
Um, but yes, overall solid evening. A lot of good things that you can build upon if you're the Thunder. Um, finally get the first win of the year. Um, get that monkey off your back. Now they get a little a little chance at redemption Tuesday night in Oklahoma City against the same LA Clippers that they blew a lead against in the fourth quarter and played terribly in the final quarter, getting outscored 37 to 15 and and what ended up being a blowout win for the Clippers in a game that the Thunder handled fairly well um, for most of the evening. So if the Thunder are able to get a win there and then go on the road for a back-to-back against the Charlotte Hornets and the uh, Washington Wizards, the Thunder will have a a really good chance to basically right the ship, get their record a little bit more, you know, above water so they can, you know, feel a little bit better about themselves, feel a little bit better about the system that Billy Dom's implementing um, in terms of trying to get three-point shot, more three-point shots, more shooting. Um, the Thunder, basically, this is just a very good opportunity considering that they dug themselves a hole to start off the year. So, um, overall, really good win. Um, other than that, um let me see if there's anything else of notes that I missed out on. Patterson and Grant obviously talked about that. Um, yeah, like it, it was it was a little weird with Stephen Adams. You know, like I'm sure you guys have all heard the um, post game comments, but just in case you haven't, um, Billy basically said that um, he was going to talk to the medical staff after the post game press conference. So he apparently will have more information now or going into to tomorrow's practice than he did when he originally talked to us tonight but he said he didn't know anything other than about 42 minutes before the game that he wasn't able to go and <laughs> yeah I guess it's kind of somebody said it on Twitter like it's so weird how coaches don't get to talk to players at all before like right before games <laughs> um, of course you know like the Thunder are super I mean every organization whether it's college or pro and every team franchise what have you they're always going to be really hush hush when it concerns injuries, especially to ones like Steven Adams, who big time player. So, um, but again, considering what it was and considering what happened early on with Nerlens Noel's productivity and the way the Thunder were playing early on, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's just a case of he may have been able to go if it was absolutely needed because Tyler Davis wasn't active tonight, so there was really no on paper backup center for the Thunder other than Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson getting a lot of time playing the five um, tonight against the Suns but it was probably just a case of uh, let's just shut it down for tonight so um, if basically if Steven is hurt for a prolonged amount of time I'd be fairly surprised but fortunately for him they have tomorrow to rest up practice up get um, get their feet back under them Tuesday they'll have shoot around um, at the practice facility before they get ready for the uh, game against the LA Clippers. So, yeah, that'll be it. I guess that'll kind of wrap it up for tonight. It's kind of a quick episode. Um, didn't get any questions tonight. I kind of asked a little late after everybody had gone to bed. So, I, or either gone to bed or celebrated the Thunder's first win <laughs> by streaking the quad. Uh, um, you know, just spending all the money at the bars, what have you. So I'm sure a lot of people are very, very excited about the Thunder's first win of the 2018-19 season on the uh, 12th day of the season. It took the Thunder 12 days to win their first game. Um, so whoever had whoever had that in Vegas, um, kudos to you. I'm sure you're a rich man or woman right now. But um, yes, the Thunder win 117 to 110 over the Phoenix Suns, and the Thunder will return to Chesapeake Energy Arena Tuesday night to take on the LA Clippers. Um, Stephen Adams' um, status pending. Like I said, we'll get that um, updated for you tomorrow. 
Um, so stay tuned with us on thefranchiseok.com, 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Still getting a lot of great feedback on comment sections, on Twitter, Facebook. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. Um, but please continue to um, leave comments, leave criticisms, what have you. You know, we're here and we always want to be better and give you guys the best content possible and give you guys the ability to, to just chew on as much Thunder content as possible. So, you know, more comments, uh, more questions for the show for us to read off and um, tell your friends, share the, share the podcast wherever you, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you want to go and, you know, share it with everybody. Um, the more people that listen, the better for us. And we would greatly appreciate it. But um, yes, <laughs> I guess I'll just end it there. There's nobody there. Madison is not sitting in front of me, but um, everybody put Madison Morrison, your thoughts and prayers. She was, like I said, she was feeling a little bit under the weather, but under the weather, but she soldiered through tonight's game, did a really great job. So thank you, Madison, for doing all the work that you do. And I know everybody else appreciates it. Even Jerry Ramsey. <laughs> um, but yes, everybody, Thank you so much for listening to tonight's episode. Get this up as soon as possible. Hope you guys enjoy it. But um, for myself, Brady Trantham, good night, everybody. <laughs>